Just want to do a quick shout out before the podcast start. Shout out to Aussie Open. They just won the IWGP Tag Team Champions. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Fuck yes. Welcome to Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. My name is Mark. I'm here with my wonderful wife and co-host Jamie. We are an over-caffeinated, underpaid, and just over-enthusiastic couple about wrestling that just wants to talk about wrestling on an internet recording so you can listen to us about wrestling. It's more fun when you listen, you know? When I listen? No, when they. I think it's great when I listen. And I do listen to these. I swear to God, I I, ha- I have to listen to them. It's like this, <laughs> the the perfectionist in in me. I've got to make sure I get all the pops and the clicks and make sure all the levels are good. Yeah. Was it last? I think it was last. Uh, couldn't have been last week. We're we're behind an episode. <laughs> Newsflash: If you haven't noticed, we didn't get around to doing last week's episode. Jamie and I came down with the not so feel goods. I blame WrestleMania. We blame WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, the ending uh, Sunday night's WrestleMania just yes, made us it gave physically me a, ill. A stomach bug. Um, but we are here today, and we're not even talking about WWE. Nah, or let's just get right over that. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna just completely jump over that trash pile of a promotion right now. I don't know what's going I, hey, on. They announced the sale. I will the, take one second to say congratulations to Rhea Ripley. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens mm, very much yes. absolutely stole the show as far as Saturday and Sunday went. Right. Loved right. it. And speaking of congratulations, when we're talking WrestleMania weekend, we uh, decided to do this new thing. Uh, whenever we do pay-per-views or big events or anything like that, we're going to start doing predictions. Well, we've been doing predictions. We always do predictions. It's kind of what really this podcast originally stemmed from. Yes. We were going to do just predictions and talk about it, and lo and behold, now we're doing a weekly podcast. Right. Um, but so I took... Our predictions that we made, we watched four pay-per-views over four days, I guess three over four days, uh, with the Impact NJPW Multiverse United, your Supercard of Honor, and then both nights of WrestleMania. I wrote down, and we tweeted out our own uh, predictions for the entire match. And Yes, and if you don't follow us on Twitter, at CAW Wrestling Pod is where it's at, and we posted all of that information as well as uh, the ups and downs of the weekend. Right. Um, But... With 20 out of, what was it, 20 out of 43, I think it was, matches for the weekend, and uh, is what I had, and you were able to squeak by because you had a perfect night one. You predicted Everything every match Saturday. night one. WrestleMania. It was a flawless, a royal flush, whatever you want to call uh, thank it. Thank you. And you are now, <laughs> with 23 correct guesses on, or correct, correct predictions you are the coffee and wrestling predictions champion. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I am currently working with a uh, distributor on getting a coffee and wrestling championship mug. That will oh. be a large enough mug so that you don't have to get up for coffee more than the you need to. Okay. And whoever okay. ends up winning that CAW predictions championship will between the two of us will be able to use that coffee cup for okay. the future until the next. I love it. So uh, if you want to get in on it. 
make sure whenever you do your predictions, hashtag CAW predictions, and we're going to put them all together and and kind of keep track of everybody. And who knows, maybe if there's enough of us and we get a, a big enough pool going, we'll uh, start making some prizes. So whoever ends up winning, I don't know, on a quarterly basis or something, Get something neat in the mail, some stickers, maybe a coffee mug, yeah, a t-shirt when we end up getting some stuff put that Mark and I will be uh, possibly personally making. So yes, we already got a uh, graphic put together for oh for yeah, one. I'm so excited to share that with everybody um, that we have not shown anybody except for Jade Koth. Right, so. right. Which by the way, Jade Koth did uh, he hit us with the Instagram picture waiting on the new episode. So here we are. It'll be up. I'm back. I'm feeling better. Yeah, we are back. Uh, let's talk about some all elite wrestling, shall we? So we had mentioned that WWE has been this week an absolute shit show. The Monday uh, Monday Night Raw was by far one of the worst Raws I have ever seen. It was in the twenty was some odd years of we uh, of watching WWE and mm. SmackDown was not too far behind it. It was better, one hundred percent better. But the Raw after WrestleMania had an hour of commercial free entertainment. With three minutes of wrestling. Like, legitimately. Like, not even... It was something around, like, two minutes, or maybe it was, like, three minutes and, and 40-something sure. seconds worth of wrestling between two matches. Correct. It was terrible. It was absolutely awful. <laughs> and, and I mean, I know the... the commercial, and the reason why we're talking about this will, will be obvious here in a second. But I it, it just... Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Again, one of the worst WrestleManias, or, or Raws after WrestleMania. It, Raws Agreed. in general. It was awful. And it's got to speak volumes because the first thing we see in AEW, Dynamite starts up. We're supposed to have Ricky Starks taking on uh, Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson. Which, you know, we're like, where are we going with this? Right. Everybody was kind of like, what the hell? Like, why is he here all of a sudden? And I'll I'll bring that up here in a second. But as Ricky Starks makes his way down to the ramp or down the ramp, fucking lights go out. You're thinking House of Black, Undertaker, something crazy is going to (laughs) happen. Fucking, of all people, Bullet Club theme starts playing, and Jay White just runs out and starts attacking Ricky yeah. Starks. Yeah, and, and that Jay seals White the deal that Jay is White is all elite. elite. Like, are you, what? This is awesome, because, I mean, the rumor mills were just that he was going to WWE, and I was just like, that's okay. Every, every you know, outlet, it is every, what it is. every inside source, every person that even thought of a rumor of WWE and NJPW was thinking that he was supposed to go, and I'm sure he was. And now I've got to wonder... You gotta wonder. So this uh, this was set up. What probably it was what two weeks ago that Ricky Starks and Juice Robinson were something like that. Yeah. Even if it was a week ago, how long ago did Jay White decide to make that that jump? Did you he would make think it, pretty recently. But is it within the past week? Because if not, then they probably. just happen to be piggybacking off of the Juice Robinson storyline right. with with Ricky Starks. Maybe in hopes that it would work out that way, and if it didn't, no big deal, they'll just keep it with Juice. I mean, it seems like whatever. I mean, whatever. It it worked out. It worked out. out. This is, it uh, worked out for us, that's for damn sure. Definitely the the debut of the week. You know, there's always little yeah. things here and there. And I know I'm um, really excited about it, but I know who is not excited about it is uh, David Finley. Yeah. He yeah, not very happy. wrote a na- nasty little tweet to... Uh, our boy Switchblade uh, Jay White over here and said that he doesn't give a damn whether you're wearing Bullet Club gear in New Japan, New Zealand, or AEW. If you didn't get my permission, you're just a cosplayer. I'm here to drag this club exactly where it needs to be, exactly mo- or expect more changes. I'm sorry. And that's that's verbatim from Hashtag his Twitter. Bullet Club. He yes. tweeted that out at nine o'clock this morning, or at least retweeted it at uh, nine o'clock this morning. Um, so it looks like David Finley. I mean, I don't. What's his? Is he still in NJPW? Mm-hmm. He is. 
Well, I mean, we've got Forbidden Door coming up. We've got Forbidden Door coming up. And and I mean, that could be, this could be a long three month storyline we're Mm -hmm. looking at if this, if this is going to cross over. As far as I know, David Finley was put in charge and uh, of Bullet Club in NJPW after Jay White left. That's right. So it's just been one of those things that, yeah, I'm really hoping over the next few months we actually get to see that go down. Actually, didn't, yeah, David Finley and Jay White wrestled. And that was the loser leaves NJPW match. Oh, okay. Then there you go. Um, interesting, interesting. Now, what I wonder what? Uh, obviously, if they do this, you know, this is all fan theoretical fantasy booking. If they do this, they do this bullet club, this giant bullet club, you know, storyline between NJPW, AEW, any other independent wrestling group that's or non-independent GCW, whatever, whatever's out there that has bullet club people Impact. in it with shirts with Impact. What does this mean for WWE? You still have the Good Brothers and AJ Styles rocking the Bullet Club. Which I don't know where the hell they've been, but yeah. Uh, well, AJ you know, Styles obviously. got that broken ankle, so I'm sure they're keeping it within. That was part of Doc Gallows and uh, Carl Anderson was, uh, if they're not being used, they don't want to be on TV for no reason. So I'm sure that's why we're not seeing a lot of them. But again, like like I said, they're using the Bullet Club, Bullet Club moniker colors. Sure. Uh, you got yelled at on Twitter the other day because you you said something about he uh, AJ Styles looked like Goofy with the mask he came out with. Oh, that was with. a few months ago, but was, yeah, yeah, that's it was fine. A few months ago, but yeah. I mean, you got um, Finn Balor over there too. Yeah, but he's not really using the Bullet Club right now. He like Finn? he's he's referenced it. Yeah, yeah, Finn. he did the two sweet to Triple H on the way down to the uh, ring. Not too long ago. Oh, did he? I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. But I'm just saying, he's with Judgment Day. He's not like sure. not sporting the colors right now. Right. Um, which even then, I think, I'm pretty sure Finn has more stake in that uh, faction than David Finley does. I mean... Oh, it, I mean, yeah, for sure. Finn he's like one of the one creators. Of the yeah. yeah, one of the creators. <laughs> um, and plus, on top of this whole thing, we've just hit uh, 10 years of Bullet Club. that They've been a faction. So... I just this is going to be an interesting little storyline that Tony Khan's stirring up. Um, hopefully, it'll bleed into uh, Forbidden Door in uh, what is it June? Yep, I think it's like and June twenty sixth, maybe something like that. But yeah, really excited to see that. Yeah, me too. We had a fantastic segment on AEW Dynamite this week with the AEW World Trios Championships on the line. House of Black took on Best Friends and Orange Cassidy this week. So I thought Orange Cassidy was part of Best Friends. He technically is, but I think it's one of those like Imperium with Gunther. Like he's a part of it, but it's like Imperium is like the other two, not him. One of those. Okay. So it's Best Friends. The original Best Friends is Trent and Chuck Taylor. Well, I know that, but Orange Cassidy has been kind of been toting around, toting around with them, Wheeler Yuta was a part of the best friends for a little bit. Yes, if you look on their Wikipedia, actually, Chris Statlander and Danhausen are official yes. best friend members as well. Where's Chris Statlander up? I mean, I know she's hurt. I'm, I'm like, I thought we would have heard something by now. Well, maybe it's one of those things. They're just trying to make sure that she's good before they start up a storyline with her and get her back in the ring. But I cannot wait to see what happens. Oh yeah, I've heard. Yeah, that's a whole nother. <laughs> Whole other podcast. Uh, but House of Black versus Best Friends. Uh, of course, we here at uh, Coffee and Wrestling are huge supporters of the House of Black. Love Bernie King. Love, love Malachi these guys. Black. Love ba- Batty Buddy. Uh, Julia Hart will talk about it as well later. Lo- love the development of her character. So the whole House of Black thing. But, you know, we're a little biased on that, of course. Biased, but, but we also love, I mean, best friends. You got to give the people what they want. You got to give the people what they want. But we have to remember here that we were in Long Island for this particular dynamite, which meant that we got to see. 
Sue. Yes, yes, that's right. I forgot that from. That's why she was there. Yeah, because uh, she's from Long Island. We had the rare. Well, I guess AEW is not not so rare in doing it lately. But the champions came out first, which I think you have to do with House of Black because you have to have that spooky element and with other people in the ring or outside the ring it kind of takes away from it a little bit sure um but we had house of black come out first and then yes uh sue drove up in the white minivan with uh trent so good orange cassidy <laughs> and uh chuck, chuck taylor. taylor dropped them off classic classic i mean yeah it, 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 we haven't seen sue since oh god i can't even remember the last time we supportive saw mom oh yeah oh yeah great i think the first time was the street fight when she dropped them off Probably. Yeah. And then they picked him or she picked him up and they were all bloody and she yeah. uh but this <laughs> this match was was I, I mean whether you love Orange Cassidy and the best friends and the goofiness they bring or if you hate House of Black and the spoopy little shit that they do with their yeah. like this There's match, a lot of gimmick here. This match was great. I it mean, was really good. I mean, uh, House of Black are very hard hitting guys, you know, yes. punches and kicks galore. As Orange Cassidy learned very well. Yes, he sure did. But Chuck and Trent especially were really able to show off how technically good that the two of them are. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a one sided match, which I love. No. All of these guys got a great opportunity to showcase how good they are. They did. Um, at one point, Trent was pile driving everyone, went to hit Brody, Brody King. Understandably couldn't. couldn't. And I don't, I don't remember what happened. He softened the man up with a couple of blows and then was able to pull a a pile driver on, what, a 250, 260-pound yeah. man? He got me to stand up from the couch. I was stoked. It was insane. It was awesome. Uh, but yeah, all... all Six of these guys, amazing athletes in their own regard. Malachi Black is a like chiseled from stone uh, karate, judo, martial artist. I don't right. know what, what he studies exactly. Phenomenal in the ring. Uh, Buddy, is it Buddy Matthews? Mm-hmm. I, got, I think I got it wrong mm-hmm. last week or the other week. I think I said Buddy Murphy. Um, just an absolute powerhouse. I mean, he j- just... I don't think there's All an ounce of fat beast. on that man. And then you've got Brody Super, King. Super, oh, like he can lift anything and anybody. Oh, yeah. And then you got, well, I mean, when you train with Rhea Ripley, I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, right. Uh, and then you got Brody King, who's just a monster of a human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then best friends are just technically so sound. And these two, this hard-hitting, powerful, you know, group up against this this kind of a smaller, high-flying showmanship kind of goofy wrestling like these two really melt together when you can do it well and these guys did it well in this match like yeah they, they did. consistently do it well it's i don't understand the, the hate that AEW gets some days for the quality of their wrestlers because the other argument is that AEW is filled with nothing but former wwe employees it's like but if it I was mean, good it enough happens. for wwe but it's now it's not good on AEW. But exactly that's, that's a whole different tangent but no house of black ends up retaining thankfully so i thankfully. think they should have it for a, a while yeah, I, I don't think uh, the best friends in Orange Cassidy are are right for the titles right now, for the trio's title. No, but if we're um, going to talk about titles, this actually stemmed a little bit further with Orange Cassidy and Buddy Matthews really going mm-hmm. back and forth a lot. And now on Rampage, yep. uh, we are going to be getting, or is that next week? Nope, Dynamite. Dynamite next week, I'm sorry. But they set this up on Rampage. Gotcha. Um, uh, Buddy Matthews ended up cutting a promo on Orange Cassidy after his match with... Uh, Drillistico. Drillistico, thank you. I was thinking Commander. I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> um, but after his match, he ended up winning on Rampage. Buddy Matthews and the House Black came up on uh, the screen, and he ended up saying, you know, you were so gracious to, ch- to, you know, or we were so gracious to give you a shot at our titles. You should give me a shot at yours. So that's going to be set up for Dynamite next week. That's going to be a great match. Yep. Buddy two belts. Buddy two belts. <laughs> um. Now, this week's Dynamite was 
absolutely fantastic as it has been for weeks on end. But we were blessed this week with a very special day and it was MJF Day. So MJF was given the key to the city by the governor of whatever town he is from. And apparently nobody likes him because he was he was on uh, Dynamite and when he got up on in front of the podium to like make a little announcement, it was like the entire state of or the entire like county or whatever the all of long island yeah was they had some this heat. Man. nobody <laughs> liked this guy so i don't know if he's like a sleazeball politician or what the deal is but oh man he it did would not, play the part right he got he got a response <laughs> akin to what mjf after saying some sleazy nasty shit about somebody's da- di- uh, di- dad being dead oh okay like, it was bad yeah but he basically announced that it was MJF Day in the town that he was from, gave him the key to the city. And before any of that even happened, we got to see a show. Yeah. Uh, and MJF has been known for his musical numbers. He's done yep. a couple of them. One, one with, with Jericho. Chris Jericho was great. Um, and he didn't disappoint here. And if you've never heard the song Pennies from Heaven, please, for the love of God, <laughs> don't you. listen to it. It'll get stuck in your head. I The first time I ever heard like, really listen to the words and and because i don't know what i was something on tiktok or instagram yeah. i'm sure i must have sang that song for like two straight weeks and jamie has been humming this song for like since every wednesday? minute since wednesday <laughs> he had a full-on he had a full-on band sang the the pennies oh, from so heaven it was so good um it, it was just sang the whole song it was fantastic got the crowd into it got you know i mean he really did a great job um and if you, you know, and, and oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say if you haven't seen it, you should go check it out. It was you quite should. the feat. I'm sure AEW posted it on their uh, their YouTube. Yeah, uh, I, you know, the whole time I couldn't help but laugh and say, "I bet Roman Reigns can't pull that off." Yeah, right. Oh, it's a champion right that there. That is a a, a champion's <laughs> champion. Um, but all of this, you know, MJF Day and him getting the key and this musical number, it all had to do with the f- the storyline that involves the four pillars of AEW. You got your MJF. You got your uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, who ruined MJF Day for him because he was one of the the, the guy with the symbol. And when he uh, <laughs> when MJF off, offered to do an encore, uh, one of the musicians was completely off time, and MJF got mad at him. Turns out it was Jungle Boy Jack Perry, uh, and they started beating the hell out of each other up at the top of the stage. Sammy Guevara comes out he has because a match he has next. a match next with Commander. And on his way down, he they've separated Jungle Boy and MJF, and he looks down, and the, the world championship belt's on the ground, and he's got a nice little p- picture of himself holding that oh, championship MJF belt up. not happy about no. that. Have you seen that photo? It's a really good shot. Like It's got to be one of those like bittersweet ones, because mm-hmm. he put it in his profile picture on his Twitter. I saw it's that. It's got to be bittersweet, because you're not the champion, but you're like, damn, that is a fire Show photo. looks good. It does look good. We'll, we'll <laughs> go around Sammy. I think, I honest to God, and, and this we also have, you know, Sammy and then Darby Allen's involved in this too and he had a match on Rampage as well against Big Bill who ended up winning and every time they have all these matches they always have the other participants the other three like watching from the back. watching from the back in like such an odd spot yeah you know in catering on top of a footlocker while yeah. you know their back is turned to it Darby Allen was in the hallway last week they had Ty and uh Sammy they were like all laid up on each other in like a lounge with the TV up on the wall <laughs> Um, but I, I like, honest to God, I, I, if you put these four guys in a four fatal four way and said, you know, who do you think would look good with the belt? I could see you putting a belt, putting the belt on any 
any four of these it's guys. It's possible. Obviously, MJF just already has it. It's possible. But I could really see Sammy getting it for some heel heat. Uh-huh. I could really see Darby getting it for some much needed face heat. And sure. I could see Jack Perry doing the same thing. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't And be I could mad. see the triple B staying on MJF. Yeah. It's same, yeah. In the same breath. I, I feel the same way. And I, I, I'm, I would be okay with any of these guys getting it. So whatever they're doing with this is going to be good. Yeah. And it keeps you wanting to find out what is going to happen with right. this. Right. I, and they're, I, I enjoy the little tidbits they're doing. They're not making one giant segment about all four guys mm-hmm. and blowing their load in 10 minutes on Dynamite. Right. They're, it's just interesting. There's so many people involved in it at the same time, but they're barely tiptoeing with it, which is and I wonder nice. where I wonder what they're going what they're going to do with this. I have obviously, no idea. The only two ways you can do it is either have a fatal four way between all four of them. Right. Or eventually two of them get you know, eliminated from the from the title picture, and then it's just down to MJF and thir- you know the third yeah. person left over. Or you do a TLC match, and we see what happens. What you what a ladder match with <laughs> with the belt up there? That's what I mean. That's, TLC. That's yeah. what I mean. You can only do a fatal four way or a one on one. Right. And I'm just I, nobody's going to want to see a one on one at that point. I think you could do it though. I think yeah, you could really so? hype up. I think you could hype up have like a double eliminator tournament tournament between the four of them. Okay. Um, or between the three of them. To where you have to win two wins, okay, in order to, and you have to beat both uh, both of the other opponents before, okay. you know, you can go to fight MJF, okay. And I think you could really hype up a couple Best of two matches. Out of three. Yeah, yeah, you, you can get at least three matches, and then you got to get the rubber match. So you have all you have, you know, Sammy versus uh, Jungle Boy, Sammy versus Darby, and then Darby versus Jungle Boy. There's your three matches. Each one of them wins a match, and now you're like, well, fuck it, we're gonna do a triple threat. You know, and okay. whoever ends up winning the triple threat is the number one contender work going too. into X pay per view. Sure, you know, double or mean? nothing, double or nothing, all in. I mean, it, sure, any, you know, anything could. be Oh, possible. which was just recently announced on Dynamite as well. Yeah, we. Uh, I'll let you. T- I'll let you take this one. My mouth is dry. I need some coffee. I just have to say that you know people give a lot of crap to Tony Khan and how he can't talk around people and. I have to admit that I can't, that either. That's why I I can't either. And you know, I talk to a little black microphone. Exactly. I can't talk in front of crowds. I'd be even a hundred times worse than Tony Khan would be. But I know, right? he did a fantastic job with uh, Nigel McGuinness telling us that All In is going to be back this year after five that, years. Yeah, and that they are going to be holding it in the famous Wembley Stadium that holds upwards of ninety thousand people and i think yes. you were the one that told me it was uh, SummerSlam 92 they had 80,000 wwe was able to fill that thing with 80,000 um and i know the rumor mill was going around that when the pre-sale was a now the it, yeah like, it was the pre-sale yeah it's like a pre-order for the pre-sale yeah because the, the tickets go on sale on may 5th my birthday and they said that just in pre-sales from day one there looks to be, and of course, this is all hearsay. Nobody showed any do- documentation of it. That over twenty five thousand people have already bought pre sale tickets. Yep. So let's hope that's the which, case. If that's the case, you have already gone above and beyond doubling, and then some. Your biggest pay per view. Right. That's insane. It is in a different country. Right. Never before been in this promotion out outside of other than. The continental United States. Right, yep. That's insane that 25,000 people, even if that's just who shows up. Exactly. That's a, like right that's now just that is one day. insane. And yeah. we had what? There was, was it 60,000 or 80,000 at WrestleMania each day? Because I think uh, it's it was 61,000 total. 
Or no, no, no. No, there was, I think it was 161,000. It was 161,000. So that means it was 80,000 people per day, give or take. Yeah. Do you think AEW can fill in 80,000 seats? And I, and again, I mean, maybe wishful thinking, but yeah, I really do. Like, wrestling is so over over there. And to be able to get such a big pay per view like this one, you know, this isn't just some random pay per view. This is all in, which is legendary. This, this is, is the, what, what created it. AEW. Right. So to have something like that in such a notorious stadium like Wembley Stadium like yeah, I, I really think that that's gonna happen I and do I mean fans over there are always so hungry for shit like this mm-hmm. I mean when WWE you know, announced Simon Clash Miller of the and what Castle, culture are gonna yeah. get in on it when Clash know? of the Castle Castle was announced there, the, the buzz behind it was massive because they don't get you know AEW and WWE they're both American companies so they all operate here in the United States so when they go out you know when the WWE used to go you know I mean even you talk talk when they go into Saudi Arabia I mean it was like an instant sellout it's the same thing when they go to Clash of the Castle it's right it's so few and far deal. between so I I think it's a hundred percent possible that they could sell out 80,000 even 90,000 I hope do they I do. think they're gonna do it deep down in my heart of heart I don't think they're gonna I'd I'd I would be floored if 60,000 gets filled and that's not me like talking shit. I just I mean, don't that's know. Still a shitload of people. Yeah, I just don't know if the fan base is going to be there. As in, there's not a, as large of a fan base in AEW yeah. as there is in WWE, and that's you know. I think it's a matter of just getting the right people in on it because, of course, they are they're announcing the regulars in AEW that are from England. You know, Kip course, Sabian and Soraya, and but then you, know, you also got to throw your people. Kenny Omegas up there. You got to be throwing your you got to you know, throw some bucks. special people in yep. there too that are from. England that are going to make people that don't even watch AEW go, holy shit, this person's going to be there. That's how you do get the extra people in oh, yeah. there, is the special names that people are like, I can't believe that. You have like an impact or some NJPW wrestlers tag along. I mean, a lot of the NJP wrestlers that are from uh, Europe over there would be like right next door to a lot of them. Exactly. So why not? Uh, it's it's an exciting time for wrestling. Yeah, like, it really we is. Have, I mean, even even the idea that WWE has been sold and is now going to be part of the same company as the UFC, even though I roll my eyes heavily at that, like it's progress for wrestling. We're now going to the next stage of wrestling. It's the the sports entertainment in WWE is going to be completely different because another company that has more experience. To bring to the table, not specifically different or better, but you know, more experience to the table is now going to open things up. We've got AEW expanding their territory into international borders, which is huge. I, I don't remember the for lot. any company, especially a company that's only been around for three years. And I don't, I can't think of a single promotion that has made such a large move in that regard. It's big in enough that AEW time. in yeah. five years has come up with as big as they have been, but now we're they're going overseas. They're going to an entirely different market that is going right. to be. It, it's huge. That's awesome, and all of this is wrestling. All of it's it's good for wrestling. Whether it it's is. whether you agree with the sale of WWE, whether you agree that AEW is a you know number two in the wrestling market, whether you agree that independent wrestling is not dead in any way, shape, or form, right. and fuels exactly what we all watch in wrestling right yeah. now. Whatever whatever it is, it's all wrestling. It's all good for it. It's just it's sure. great. I I fucking love it. I'm so excited for that pay per view. I know that he's not necessarily from England, but a great thing to make people want to watch that would be to do the rematch between Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. Yes, yes. I wasn't. I'm I'm not even going to say those words because if I, if 
I just not trying to jinx it because I would love to see that. Just throwing good vibes out into the world. I you hope know? so. But Will Ospreay has been hurt back. for a hot minute, and I don't know if he's coming back anytime soon. Just he's wishing for the best. That's hopefully. All. I mean, we've got Forbidden Door coming up. I mean, but Aussie Open's always good. I, I love me some Aussie Open. Yeah. Throw them on that yeah, on that pay per view. I'm down to watch Aussie Open. <laughs> Moving on to the tag team match that defined the week, the greatest entrance, maybe of the year. And that's saying something for the team that you're talking about. The Guns were taking on FTR for the AEW Tag Team Championship, and this was a very interesting stipulation because if FTR lost this match, they had to leave AEW. Yep, it was a belts versus AEW career match. Correct. Now, to give you a little bit of context, not to go over everything, uh, FTR and the Gun Club, I'll be nice, uh, they have been feuding Ass for boys. a really long time. It stems back a while. That's but be bad. The big uh, thing that happened between them uh, happened last at the last Briscoes match. Right, right. The um, uh, final match of the Briscoes. Well, no, I don't know if it was the final match, but it was, it, it was probably the final match yeah. of the Briscoes career. So they've been feuding for a while, um, and this kind of all cultivated to it because... FTR said, what do we have to do to be able to get a tag team match against you? They kept you? saying and nothing. Austin Gunn said, there nothing. is nothing, and he yelled, Very adamant uh, about that, that you could do to be able to get this match. And Dak said, what if we put our careers on the line? And again, All of a sudden, that nothing turned story into line, uh, A while ago, Dax had posted a picture, and he was talking about some whiskey or something that he was drinking. Tequila. Tequila, my bad. We can tell who listens to the uh, FTR podcast. Yeah, you got that right. And in the corner of the picture was a WWE contract. Now, well, whether it this was it was some type of paperwork with a WWE logo on it. It let's, was let's you could you way. could see like what looked like the right hand side of the WWE logo. You mm-hmm. couldn't see all of it, so of course nobody can confirm a hundred percent, nor of what it was. But it was definitely at this point, Implied. it had to have been put there. Um, well, see, I don't know. It might have been still been something. Something like they could have gotten in, uh, uh, something in the mail from WWE, you know, as a, a, a teaser. Like maybe you might want to come to sure. WWE. Maybe they just printed out a piece of paper with the logo on it just to get people going. And I boy, really don't know. It. I do know that Dax definitely was very vocal about how they really didn't get along too well with Vince. Right, Vince didn't really see the creative side of their tag team, and they didn't really want to go back to working with Vince. So I guess we were all hopeful that. FTR was going to stay with AEW, but up until this match, honestly, we had no idea. Well, and they the way that they had talked about it was they never came out outright and said, you know, we're unhappy or we're happy or, you know, we're satisfied with how our careers have been in AEW. They alluded, they tiptoed around it every which way, and I think it was smart. I think uh, whether it was FTR's doing or Matt Kuhn, who's uh, the co-host of uh, FTR, the podcast with FTR or whatever, um, whether it was just marketing or what it was, but they played this up perfect um, to where they didn't seem like they were super ecstatic about re-signing with AEW. Right. Even when they came out in ROH and said, uh, or they were celebrating with the Lucha Bros when they won the ROH uh, Tag Team Championships. They looked very morose. Very... They did. They didn't look very happy, so they were playing into it really it hard. Like they were happy for you know the Lucha Brothers, but that was like that would that's all they were there for. Right, right. Um, so it was this... It was probably the 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 
one of the biggest topics the internet wrestling community has had on their tongues was where is FTR going to go? And we and, knew their contracts ended in April. Too. Right. They had alluded that at the uh, uh, I think the end of March or you know, the end of April is when their contracts were supposed to come up. And this was going to be kind of an indicator as to what they decided. So it was a huge match. It like for more than just the AEW championships. Um, it was a tag team that a lot of people felt like didn't deserve the tag titles, which I vehemently disagree that the guns did not deserve this tag title run. It's a shame that it got, it got cut so short, but I think it goes to show that how much the guns have an understanding of wrestling. They know that they're heels. They know that right now they're, they could lose those belts to a team like FTR and create storyline for them and put them on TV right. for the next six months. Oh yeah, they can you still keep I mean? that rivalry going. That doesn't mean it's over. And, and that's if anything, exactly it. Could it. have just been the you know the tip of the iceberg, and, and now this is really developing. You've also now given the Guns some legitimacy as a tag team. They're right. no longer just Billy Cun- Billy Guns right. kids. They are former AEW World Champions, tag team champions. You know what I mean? Like that's. That means something. It does. You know, in a, in a in a world of of predetermined matches, that means something. Like it really fucking does. And I, I say that like in a joking manner, um, but I think that this shows that these two kids know and understand this business more than a lot of people think they do, and they play on that. You know, stuck up. You know, entitled. Our daddy wasn't there yeah, for us. Very yeah. Dominic Mysterio kind of thing. And you they know? play into it very well because they fit that moniker so good. And, yep. and this this match was a great setup. And I, I, they're great heels. They're great. They're amazing heels. They're they're one of the the best heel tag teams that AEW has mm-hmm. right now. And they need stuff like this. Um, but lo and behold, FTR ends up getting the win. I don't think they're going anywhere for a while. No. Which is great. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. They're the 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 bitter wrestling fan in me. I I was like half kind of hoping they would go to WWE so I could stamp my feet and say, "Well, fuck FTR." <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I think that was like what they played on. But I'm super excited they're staying in AEW. Same. A uh, very deserving tag team to have the belts between them and the Lucha Bros. You know, it's just some great tag teams that Tony Khan are giving some love to. Um, it's well deserved. It feels good, you know, in the tum tum, uh, all that good stuff. So. Yeah, it's the good feels in the tum tum. Yeah, yeah. So that um, was a great way to end AW Dynamite. Yeah, Finley is very happy that she's going to continue to be able to get Roblox. Robux. Robux, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, a <laughs> it's a good thing. I think uh, keeping FTR and AW, whether this is the last stint that they do in wrestling or if this is just a catalyst for more stuff in wrestling for them. I think it was a, gr- a great choice for them to stay in AEW. I don't think they would have been nearly as appreciated in WWE, no, especially with the landscape of what the tag titles are right now. There's yeah. how the fuck are you going to be more over than Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn right now? Oh, you just couldn't compete with them right now. Unfortunately, you just have to take the brunt of the beating. Why well, go over there and get beat down with those two who are just killing Look at it? Cody. And no, uh, there's just no other tag team in WWE that has it like no. Sammy and Kevin. Aside from the Usos, there's just nobody else. So I mean, I think FTR could career move. I think FTR could, but I think it would be so short lived. It oh, wouldn't. I don't want to see FTR fight the Viking Raiders. No, no, even <laughs> FTR good. versus the Street Profits. I don't know if. It would be good for the first five times, and then it would get old. <laughs> By the 20th five times, it's, it gets kind of like, old. Ah, God, we need to shake up SmackDown again, you know? 
Well, they do have the, uh, real quick, and then we'll move on to our next segment, but uh, WWE Triple H did announce they are going to have the uh, WWE draft. Yeah, they got like a full-on church celebration out of me. I was clapping. I oh, was I'm... jumping. I was like, about fucking time. Yeah, Interesting, though, because he said anybody is eligible yep. for the draft. So is, yep. does that mean, you know, KO is going to be on SmackDown and Sammy's going to be on Raw? Like, I don't know how that works. I mean, because, yeah, that's the only thing you really got to worry about is the tag team champions, you know? You can't split them up. They just tried that with the New Day with three people, and that already was tough. Well, that's that's a little bit different, though, because you got yeah. a tag team and an individual going their separate ways. Even that was get. weird, though. But it know? was weird, yeah. But to split up a tag team with the belts, I don't think you can. I don't think you can do that. And not only and, that, what are you going to do with them? They're on both brands. Exactly. Plus, with like Charlotte and who was it before? Charlotte and... It was Becky. Uh, Becky. That's when they had that, that terrible switched, exchange. That didn't work out well, so... Well, you know. that was that was... That wasn't WWE's fault. I understand, that that but I'm just saying well. that maybe, was egos flying. Maybe we shouldn't do that again. So amazing let's tiptoe how, and be careful with it trips. But uh, it's amazing how Charlotte Flair's attitude has changed since then, right? Oh well, I mean, she's on the beach right now. She didn't give a shit what's going on. But when she <laughs> back then, when she had to change belts with Becky, it was all snooty. But now that when she lost to Rhea Ripley, you could tell that she was on the side of the ring, like looking up at her, like exactly. smiling, like "Damn, you got me on." Well, on this sounds one. like he, she just doesn't like Becky. Ooh, hot take. So to open up AEW Rampage, we have the second match between Hook and Ethan Page. The first one happened on Dynamite earlier the week, and uh, Matt Hardy had set this up. Matt Hardy had not only set this up, but this was the match that or uh, Wednesday. Matt Hardy was the reason that Ethan Page lost. Uh, Ethan Page was going to use the FTWO Championship to get like an illegal hit and get the win, uh, but Matt Hardy wouldn't let him have it. And when they were arguing back and forth, Matt looked at the belt and clocked him in the head. Hook gets the pin, not that he needed the help. Hook gets the pin, and uh, Isaiah Cassidy and Matt Hardy pretty much were like giving Ethan Page the finger up the ramp, kind oh, yeah. of indicating Super that Super excited they won. That that Hook did something to release them from their contract. I'm assuming. Yeah. They nobody has said anything in AEW about no. any type of contract tampering. But if I were to wager a guess, because Matt Hardy put the entire contract for the first match together. I would assume he put something in there that if Hook won, it released uh, them from Ethan Page's care into Hook's care. Uh, but for some reason, we had a rematch on Rampage. Yeah, and at first I didn't understand why we would even bother to do that. But then Taz specifically explained that there would be FTW rules, meaning falls count anywhere. Right. That made it a lot more interesting. Well, I mean, I think you have to have the FTW rules, rules for the FTW championship, don't you? It's like the hardcore championship. It you makes a lot more sense. You wouldn't have a ladder match for a hardcore championship. Right. You have a, har- a hardcore match for a hardcore championship. Yeah. So uh, even though we weren't too, really too sure why, and I'm not, uh, I was looking at it like, I don't know if I want to watch this match again. We just watched it two days ago. This it, turned that out to be one a great was match. really, really, it really, really good. Uh, if you don't really know anything about Ethan Page, take a couple minutes Look at his run, like through the indies and his oh, time in Impact. Was a, a tag team champion in Impact with Josh, Josh Alexander, Alexander. Which, by the way, real quick, I'm gonna take a quick uh, tangent. So sorry to hear that he ended up having to drop the title. Did you see the video of him having mm, to relinquish the title? Tum- tugging as on my a daddy parent, heartstrings. Oh as my a god! Parent? God, his oh. son is so cute. He is. Um, Watch that clip, everybody. Go on and watch him. Watch that man get rid of his belt. It's it's yeah. a very heart. Well, I don't know if they intentionally did this, but if they did, that kid has a perfect. He has a profession in wrestling coming up because wow, that kid timed that perfect. And it was, it was just great. Great. His wife did the perfect reaction to it. 
Um, but yeah, I'll let you go ahead. Ethan Page. Uh, yeah, he's a just a really a great, great wrestler. wrestler. So to put him in here with Hook we hated was him a at first. really yeah, Egon. Uh was a really great way to show how good Hook is. So I was excited that Ethan Page gave him that opportunity to just put him over yep. again because these were the longest matches that Hook ever wrestled. And actually to to segue into it, uh of course Hook does end up winning and keeping that FTW championship. But another match that happened this week with a champion who went for significantly longer than they normally do is Jade Cargill. When yeah. she went against 18-year-old Billy Starks. Barely 18-year-old Yeah, Billy battle Starks. of the belts this week. Uh, um, I'm going to preface this. Uh, if you know me as an individual, you know I'm a punk rock kid at heart and yada, yada, yada. And I can definitely tell that Billy Starks gets inspiration from the punk rock world because her entire gimmick, she comes out with this rabbit head that's kind of like dirty and like it looks mischievous and she's always got like some power chord uh, uh, theme music. I fucking, I'm in love with Billy Starks as a wrestler. She's great. I think her entire character is great. I think the idea that she's still in high school, she actually wrestled uh, Friday night and was like, I'm trying to win this championship so that I can bring it to school Monday morning. Yeah, bring she it hasn't to even room. graduated high school yet. No, she's, she's got a fucking... 4.0 GPA and, and she's she was on spring it. break. And she's on AEW Rampage yep. for a title match against somebody who's undefeated. And she's been fighting in GCW, which is just oh, absolutely yeah. insane. She got curb stomped to hell by Blake, Blake Christian. Blake Christian. Ooh, boy, he got some booze on that one. But my God, what I a loved good curb it. Stomp. I loved it. What a great way to I just love Billy sell Starks. It. This was a great match. And just like you said, this went a lot longer than we had expected it to. And it was. Jade gave her a run for her money, man. You mean Billy gave her? I'm sorry. Billy yeah. really made Jade work like, hard. Really, really. She rolled out of the uh, the jaded, I think, two three times. times three times. Mistaken. Doesn't matter. Either way, it was great. She looked, both the, both of them look good. I've got to give Jade her ups. Uh, she has been looking so much better over the past yep. year or so. Training she has Dick gotten Brian great. Has yep. Really paid off. It, it shows that she has really been trying to become the best wrestler that she can be. Um, and I, wow, her mic skills have just she is if it, that is she definitely excelled at her mic skills before her wrestling skills, but one hundred percent that that shit she talks is is that shit she I love it feels that legit. It, it's got a very uh, almost like a Steiner brother feel to it in the regard yeah. of she doesn't let you interrupt Ooh, that's her a rough she I, yeah right now the steiner name is a bad name i'm talking big papa pump not okay. not rex steiner okay. um fuck rex steiner by the way just the the potency of her words of when she speaks like she is the only one that's speaking it doesn't matter if mark uh sterling is talking if renee paquette is talking she will when she speaks her entire fucking body is in that is in that promo right. i love it um, she definitely gets that from Brian for sure. Because Brian is 100% that way. When he talks, everybody stops talking and listens to what he has to say. And she has built that character into that exact thing. But now you 100% believe it. And I think she got her 55th. 55. She's yeah. now 55 and 0 over Billy. She got the win over Billy Starks, but that is not. We knew diminishing. she was going to get the win. Of course. Because, because she's, she's setting up for Taya Valkyrie. Who of did course. come out uh, after she gets the win on Billy Starks. Uh, of course, Jay's, you know, celebrating in the ring and Taya Valkyrie comes out. They go nose to nose. She Mark Sterling. Very loud boots on. Wow. Yes. Her entire outfit is loud. Yeah. Um, but she ends up almost putting Jade Cargill in the road to Valhalla, which is the same move as the yes. jaded. 
Um, but I mean, she was able to Va- get out of it. That's what Ty Valkyrie said in the interview with, uh, was it RJ City? Yeah. You know, this this move's been around for a while. You can't really tell me I can't do it. Which is so like breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the stunner. It's like the RKO. Like so many people use that move. It's it's just a move. You can't say you can't do it. You know, the pedigree. How many people use the pedigree now? Right. Triple H was had a, had a monopoly on the pedigree for years. And now right. Cody Rhodes uses it. Seth Rollins yeah, uses it. Yeah, the go it. to I sleep. Mean, it's Yeah, the go to sleep is just it's so diluted. It's un. It's unreal. Yeah. Until you see Kent to do it, and it really feels like you just sent like, somebody's oh, nose in the back of their head. That's what it is. Okay. Um, but yeah. The, it, oh no, our boy Danhausen does a good one. <laughs> the what is it? What does he call it? The go to sleep housing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still upset. We've only seen teeth once in AEW. Same. There needs to be more teeth. Danhausen, if you're listening, you need to listen to the band Teeth. I don't really listen to Teeth. <laughs> I just think it'd be a good band name for you or band for you to be into. Just sell the whole gimmick, you know. Right. Speaking on another up-and-coming, very young wrestling superstar, whatever you want to call him, um, Nick Wayne recently, uh, as of yesterday, so Saturday, so when this comes out Monday morning, you'll hear it Monday, so two days ago, defeated Swerve Strickland in Defy Wrestling for the Defy World Heavyweight Championship. Who's 17, by the 17 way. 17 years old. His birthday is not until July 12, or July 11th. After the match, which, first off... Congratulations Congrats. to Nick Wade. That is a huge, huge yes. thing for a 17-year-old kid. He's also one of the GCW Tag Team Champions as yes. well. Yes, so he has got gold galore, so he's rocking it like a motherfucker. Um, but after the match with Swerve Strickland, Swerve got on the microphone and told Nick Wayne and the world that, and I don't know, we're not sure if it's it's for a rematch for the Defy World Heavyweight Championship. So. Somebody said it wasn't, said no. somebody said it was. But regardless, July 12th, the day after Nick Wayne turns 18, he is to make his debut on AEW Dynamite versus Swerve Strickland. And especially with the... <laughs> if you didn't see Nick Wayne's face after that match. Yeah. <laughs> he um, straight beat up a child. I know, right? Like, you <laughs> Really think about it. Swerve Strickland almost like beat the shit out of a minor. Yeah. Um. But so Buddy Wayne, Nick Wayne's father, trained Darby Allen. So Darby Allen has got like personal stake in Nick Wayne's career. He's the one that went to the independent show and said, you know, we've been watching you, and you know, we want it. We're giving you a contract the right. day you turn eighteen. He's been a pivotal person in Nick Wayne's, uh, you know, training and all that. And Swerve Strickland and Darby Allen have a coveted history between the two of them as well. Yep, both, both being in, from Washington. Both being in, and in and out of the ring, just being, like you said, both from Seattle, both in, in the independent scene. Um, so to see Swerve Strickland not only lose the belt to this up-and-coming wrestler who has just been the the talk of GCW, I'm, I, I, and then he now is going to be his first opponent on AEW on his first contract with with a wrestling company, which oh Swerve's gonna put him over so good. It's gonna be great. It it's is. really gonna be great. And I'm, I, I love am, Swerve. There's no match that we're gonna talk about. There's no nothing. I just wanted to put uh, coffee and wrestling fucking stamp yay, of approval, stamp of approval on, on Nick Wayne and Nick Billy Wayne. Starks. Yeah, one hundred percent. Young stars coming through. Both a one one girl, one guy. Doesn't really even matter. I, I'm just all great for intergender wrestling. Just just great wrestlers that perform. If you haven't seen either one of these two kids, go out and watch something of theirs. Yeah, you're doing yourself yourself a huge disservice by not doing so. The energy, like, you know, 
I hate to be 33 and say this, but the energy that these kids have, it's like, I don't even understand. My brain can't function that fast. It's, you know, you see Vikingo and, and these oh my kids God. and you're like, how do they go so quick? They're so energetic and, and charismatic out the ass. And they're so dedicated to what they're doing. They are. They love what they do. And it's so cool to see like the next generation of wrestlers stepping foot in, but them both being given the stipulation that you guys have to graduate high school. You got to be 18. You got to do all you this do stuff right. before you we gotta can do offer it right. you anything. And this is you like, know? I don't know. I love how, that. I don't know what the age range of the people that listen to our podcast are, but if you're anything in the younger bracket and you're still in school or you're even in college, I'm currently in college myself. This is like, be that guy. Be that guy that when you're trying to do something, be the best you can fucking be at it. Yeah, I know that's take care of your hard. responsibilities, though. It, you know? Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta. Like, it's just. Shut the fuck up and do it. I don't mean to be mean, but shut the fuck up and do your shit. Be the person you want to be. Be the fucking the the professional wrestler, but make sure you take care of your shit. Make exactly. sure your your hygiene's good. Make sure your grades are good. Make sure your family is you know life is at least decent. Like there's a rhyme. Listen and a reason. to your parents, man. Like not to be the gimmicky thirty three year old mom. We're on a tangent tonight. Listen to your parents, man. But props to these kids. Absolutely killing it. Uh, and always do think what about you... 10 years from now what yeah. these two are going to be doing in AEW. I'm sure they're going to be working for AEW. And to wrap up AEW, we had the ROH World Tag Team Championships on the line. The Lucha Bros were defending their titles against an interesting, interesting tag team of Powerhouse Hobbs and QT Marshall. Yeah, um, QT Marshall has been... Well, I mean, he he helped Hobbs uh, with his QTV to get uh, the TNT championship. Yep. Um, He's been featured on AEW programming at least once a week with his QTV, like uh, TMZ style show that they just try to poke fun at the fourth wall. And I I don't, it hasn't landed with me yet. Yeah. Yeah. but this was, I mean, Lucha Brothers, I, I got to watch every Lucha Brothers. I mean, we watch every match, but this, I love me and the Lucha Brothers. They're so entertaining. They're so good. Seattle you just Miedo. thought you were going to get it good. He's the only action figure that we own, is uh, Penta. I never wanted to get into figures because it's I see addicting. how people get and they get, you know, it's like Funkos. Like, I never wanted to be that guy that got into it. Not because I don't like them, the complete opposite, because I love them. Yeah, So 100%. I know, like, once I get one, I have to get all of them, but I had to be that guy because I don't remember what series we have of the Unrivaled figures, but... It was just the most spot-on Penta. I it had was to the, get it. It's the white and black one. I'm not sure what series that is, but it sucks because they have... Uh, he's got a golden black and a white and black. And then Ray, I believe, has the same schemes, but it's the opposite. So if it was the one we have is series one, we have the white one and Penta... Or I'm sorry, Ray is gold. And then when you go to series two, Penta is gold and Ray is white. So I, I don't know. It's... But yeah, there's so many figures. There's so many alternative attires. We'd be Some broke. Of those figures are spot on. Oh my god! I, I'll tell you what though, they're they've got me though. They put advertisements out there for the new figures for AEW, the Unrivaled editions. They got a Brody King. They got a Malachi Black. I know. They got 
Danhausen. Danhausen. They've got. I mean, there's. I, I, I think could, Chris Statlander. They've got Statlander. I, they got Mox. Like, Damn, they, you're killing oh me. The my God. Britt Baker Britt with Baker's a bloody so nose. Good. So good. They've God. got exchangeable heads. I know you're it's, killing me. It, yeah, I can't keep. I can't. I'm trying to not go bankrupt here, and they keep coming out with merch where I'm just like, but it's so shiny and new. I know their and stuff I want is it, so good, and I want to wear it so people go like, oh, you like them? Like, no, I just bought the shirt because no, I fucking wanted I've the shirt. I've never just walked around my county and people been like, wow, you like AEW? <laughs> I know. But I know. back to uh, Penta and Ray taking on QT and Hobbs. Again, interesting lineup. Uh, very fun, though. I think a lot of people don't like the dynamic between Hobbs and QT. I just don't think people like QT Marshall, which is a shock. I love him. And I'm going to take 30 seconds to just tell you that I love QT. And I'm sorry that you don't get the love that you deserve. Um your hair's looking great, too. Yeah, those plugs are really going <laughs> yeah. good. They pulled them off his ass and put them in his head, and they look great. They look phenomenal, um, but he's just such see, we, a good wrestler. We saw he's them. he's so good. Uh, just hold on one more no, second. No, you're good. He's so good at putting over people. It's just absolutely unreal. Uh, we saw him at Revolution. That's right. That's Not this year, last year. And when he was at Revolution, he had a hell of a bald spot. Because I'm Mark pretty sure if you go back and watch... Extremely loud. If you go back and watch Revolution, 99% sure like, you can hear me screaming, God damn, that's a big bald spot. <laughs> um, but I th- think he got a black eye right after that, too. I think that was the match. I don't yeah. remember what happened. But yeah, he caught he caught somebody's either elbow or their hand, and it was instant. It was instant. His eye fucking... It swelled up. Um, nice little mouse under the skin. Uh, but this is a good match. Uh, Lucha Brothers always, always delivering an exciting match with their flippy floppy wrestling. Um, but then you got Powerhouse Hobbs, who looks like he could pick the ring up and throw it halfway across the right. stadium. And then QT, QT Marshall, who's just got a, a, a just an array of moves that just clean move after clean move. Yeah, and like, just, there's he, a reason why he trains people. I don't know why people think he's no good. He is so so well rounded. I in think ring. he's such a good heel that people hate him. He's he's the equivalent to your Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. where you go years and years and you're like, oh my god, every time I he talks, I hate that guy, and you don't realize that that means he's actually really good at what he right. does. That's QT. Everybody hates him, but I don't know how you can see him in the ring and go, that guy sucks. Yeah, I just I, don't understand it. He's so good. I mean, Diamond Dallas Page. Gave him his move. I know, which is a lot. That's insane. The diamond cutter, which is, again, right back to what I said earlier, is nothing more than an RKO. Well, yeah, exactly. And the RKO is nothing more than a diamond cutter. But, I mean, you got blessed by DDP. Oh, of course. Legend. So good. But this match was a great match. Uh, Lucha Bros ended up retaining the ROH Tag Team Championship. Championship, uh, I'd say they'll have it for a while, but I don't know. ROH is where the tag teams are. ROH is where the belts fly around. I feel like I that like it. that they're going to have a lot of fun with ROH. We still got to watch the most recent episode. We didn't end up covering uh, any of the Supercard of Honor or WrestleMania or any of that. But the not entire, that we didn't like it. The entire Supercard of Honor was wall to wall great matches. There wasn't a dry match the entire night. Um, Vikingo versus Commander. Oh my God. Wow. Do wow, yourself a favor wow. and go look it up. Yeah, wow, Just wow, wow. Watch that. And that was the AAA uh, match. Yep. That wasn't even an ROH and match. That was the opener. That was the first match of the night. Can we just give like five seconds to talk about the the literal feeling of this is amazing. I love this pay per view to Tony Khan rip my heart out? We got, oh, you got a minute? I got a minute. Okay. I got a minute. So, ROH. It felt 
it felt like two belts so obviously were going to change hands at Supercard of Honor. And we got so many good vignettes and videos and flashbacks of Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Castagnoli that just felt like this was going to be Eddie's time to finally get this because I think he had lost two times, if not three times in a row against Claudio. So it felt like it was time, you know? And then you have Mark Briscoe, who just relinquished his tag team title, who said that this was his destiny, was, was. to win the t- the championship against Samoa Joe. Said he was going to do this for Jay. Yeah, this was in his, his name. Destiny. This is his, what he was supposed f- to do, yep. you know. Both of those guys lost. <laughs> just pulling the band-aid right off the wow. rip. Wow. Yeah, no, it was. Wow. It was. It was weird. Two matches that I think both of us kind of sat there and scratched her heads over i great matches like both matches were i mean especially the mark briscoe samoa joe match like my god back and forth between the two of them i loved it was I amazing mean, and if you've got the relationship these two have had obviously knowing each other for years yeah well and i i'm uh, to correct you earlier it was two times they've had two, two matches okay. where jay briscoe i'm sorry mark briscoe has not been able to beat samoa joe Whereas Jay Briscoe has one win over Samoa Joe. Oh, I was talking about Eddie Kingston and Claudio Castagnoli. You were, weren't you? So I I'm going gonna, gonna to pretend like we weren't. <laughs> I'm going to pretend like I didn't just screw that up. We're going to keep going. But it was a similar thing <laughs> where it was like two. Yeah, it was a very similar story. Two losses. You, um, know? you know, with Mark Briscoe, there was there was a story of you know it was the new new chapter in his wrestling career. His, right. His his singles career. Yeah. Too, his brother you know? has passed on. His his ride or die. He's been a 13 time. You know, ROH tag team champion that's been his entire career has been a tag team champion and a tag team, you know, guy. I'm sure he's had singles, but has never been part of the world tag team or a world title match or a TV title, you know, no, you know, scene. Never won a belt. So it felt like it was the next step for Mark. It was the, 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 you know, the, the light at the end of the dark, dark tunnel he's been in. He relinquished one belt to get another. It made sense, you know? Right, right. And then we have Eddie Kingston and Claudio. And the history was it spans over fifteen years. It goes back to Chikara Pro. Right. Goes back These to two the were Indies. Goes t- back to uh, roommates. They you lived know? with each other. They trained with each other. They went through hard times with each other. And this story has developed over fifteen years. And fold down the fourth wall. It's been you know these two are, are great friends outside of wrestling. So to see this story still be a thing that they stay in character in front of the cameras for 15 years and in front of the fans for 15 years. And, and every it, time they see each other in AEW, you know? It, it, you saw a little bit of it, yeah, with, with the Blood and Guts match. Right. You know, you saw a little Eddie tidbit and they referenced, yeah, they, they even alluded to that, not knowing what, you know, ROH was going to be back then. And it all accumulated to this, you know, where Eddie Kingston challenges Claudio for the world title, the coveted prize of Ring of Honor. And with, you know, Claudio turning heel with BCC, it just felt like, you know, we've talked about this. It just felt like what was right, what was best for business. Sure. What was, and I guess it wasn't. It, well, and Wheeler won- lost that day, too. So it kind of yep. made sense. Okay, the BCC is going to go Drop strictly titles. AEW. Yep. Right, right. You know, um, which that match. Oh, my God. You haven't seen that match. I don't know what else to tell you. I feel like a broken record every time I say those things. But if you have, if you have not watched Wheeler Yuta and uh, Katsuyori Shibata. Shibata, thank you. Um you're doing yourself a disservice as yeah. a fan. But 
both both these storylines felt like felt right like this is it this is the yeah. the coveted passing of the torch of ROH into the next you know yeah. chapter of ROH and I feel like we all as like a wrestling community were looking forward to Mark Briscoe being on the top rope holding that championship and we were all gonna cheer being on the top of the you mountain know? instead of falling down it for the past like yeah, he has been the past three yeah. months yeah his kids were there his yep. wife was there it was like, all set up it just felt right I mean, but at the same time, you know, and, and it was disappointing. And I, at first, Jamie and I were very upset about both of these matches. I, I was disappointed. Um, you know, you go through those different phases when you lose something and that, that disappointment. It was, it was rough. Yeah. It was rough. But, you know, I feel like it sets up more. I, I You got to look at it like they have a plan for this. And it's akin to WrestleMania Night 2. Yeah. Think about, how much, event. Think about how much better it's going to be when Eddie Kingston does win against Claudio. Right. Right. It's going to feel so good. And when Mark Briscoe finally breaks through that mold and gets the I mean maybe that's it. Maybe title, Mark Briscoe's you know? going to go for the world title next. I'd love you to see know. it, you know. I'd love to see a, a Mark Briscoe defend his uh, ROH World Championship against Eddie Kingston. Great. That'd be a fucking amazing match. Absolutely. So, don't know what they have planned, but wow. I'm so happy with ROH. All right, and that is going to do it for this week in All Elite Wrestling. As far as next week, we have four matches for Dynamite announced. We have the Blackpool Combat Club members, John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli, taking on Brandon Cutler and Nakazawa, Michael Nakazawa. That's going to be best of luck to the two of them. Uh, It was good knowing them. Who will film Be the Elite? I don't know. Well, there's no elite right now because they're they're both hurt, and this is there why you they're, go. This is they're out there. They're going to defend their friends. Kenny Omega's uh, <laughs> probably still at the hospital with Don Callis. By the way, speed of recovery to the dickheads, Don Callis. Um, I honestly was like, wow, he bladed. I can't believe he bladed, but yeah, no, a, he got knocked out. By there was the a set. segment right, and they were you know attacked by the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, the elite was or Kenny Omega. I don't even remember who it was. Hangman. Um, but John Callis turns to John Moxley, and John Moxley, you know, hits him, takes him down like John Moxley should do. And I guess Don Callis fell and hit his head on something and on the set. split his dome open, spent yeah. the night in the hospital or uh, uh, a local medical facility. Um, <laughs> and I guess was like worse for wear for a little bit. And it was legit. Yeah. But when he yeah, bounced back, he's but Don like Callis, you said, man. when we when we saw it, we're like, oh, shit, Don Callis, like really committing to the, to the bit. for Bladen. the bit. Yeah. But he was pouring blood. <laughs> Poor Don Callis. Uh, also, we have Orange Cassidy defending his international. Ooh, I said international, it right. right. International championship against Buddy Matthews. Buddy Real. Two Belts, as we just said. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Very excited about that yep. match. That is going to be a really good match between the two of them. I'm looking forward to that. Also, Darby Allen and Swerve. Again, that is going to be happening. And Chris Jericho will be taking on Keith Lee, which has been a new development between the two of them. Now, Why the, old wise man Keith Lee. Yeah, right. Uh, you, turning into like a Mortal Kombat character with that gray hair and gray beard hair in his just, beard. He looks like a wizard. He does. He's got that big white robe. I, I swear like to God, it. I'm I don't know what cult he's about to fu- start uh you know heading I don't know, but, but I'm sign in. me up. Sign me up. In, yeah, we're a dungeon and dragons dork, so we're in. It's impervious that I become <laughs> a part of your covenant. <laughs> See, yes. it's already it's already working. It'll make me sound smarter. Exactly. Um and then we have like you said Swerve and Darby Allen will be taking on each other. Um they after Darby Allen's match on Rampage He's walking up the ramp. Swerve comes out, and he's already said that he is 
basically joined forces with another group. Yep, he owns fifty one percent of another group and goes to shake didn't the hand. Tell us right away. Yep, goes to shake the hand of Darby Allen. Darby's like, "What the fuck's your problem?" And then Brian Cage comes out and fucking lays out Darby Allen. So. The Mogul Affiliates is now joining forces with... The Embassy. The Embassy, which I did read something interesting today. The Embassy did retain their, their six-man tag title match at Supercard of Honor, or their tag team titles. Um, Brian Cage is still a free agent. Oh, he still has he not He still has not contract. re-signed, okay. uh, and there has been a lot of interest from WWE. Uh, so I guess WWE Understandable. has been kind of fielding the, uh, the feels out there for Brian Cage. I have a weird feeling we're going to see Brian Cage go to WWE. You know, Brian, do what's best for you, dude. I he, I, I will follow you no matter where you I go. I feel like Brian Cage is the man of the money, and I don't blame him. No. Um, And I think Brian Cage is a specimen to be utilized by a wrestling company, and I don't know if he's being utilized or could be utilized the best in sure. AEW. Uh, he is a big, meaty man. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, could go toe to toe with anybody in NXT, even eight or in uh, WWE main roster. Uh huh. Um, got some things to work on before he gets on TV. Sure, more, but not his physique. That's for damn not sure. Not his physique for sure. Yeah, it's more of just mic skills great on the and mic. camera skills. Yeah. Uh, besides that, and I mean, he's got great camera skills. I just think in the WWE world, it's a, a entirely different. different monster. Sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And uh, I'd love uh, to see Brian Cage and Bobby Lashley. Ooh be great that's a lot of meat uh but we're we both have uh uh, uh parker bordrew and uh trench yeah apparently are both injured and out so uh-huh. i wonder if this has you mean something <laughs> i wonder <laughs> if this has something to do with uh swerve doing another set of affiliates one thousand percent um because that didn't go over well at all no so taking the embassy who are Definitely over. Right. Definitely look great. Right. And saying these are my dudes now, much smarter approach <laughs> because they don't have to prove shit. The embassy have already proven a lot. These guys are yeah. huge, but they can also wrestle really. I well. just don't know what the purpose of teaming Swerve up with a a six man championship team like. They, what do they What do they gain from getting Swerve? What do they gain? With them? Maybe Mike skills because it's not like Prince Nana is going to go out there and say a bunch of stuff. Which to is surprising. What's he even put doing over there a different point? team? I mean, he's I mean, an I ROH he's a staple, so I, I think that's that's why. But you think he's supposed to be Tully? But he's not. That's a whole he's different not thing. useless on the mic though. It's just no. I don't know what they're doing with this. Perhaps to help them, I think it's it's Mike skills to help the embassy and meat to help swerve meat you know what i mean i mean yeah he had meat and now meat went spoiled and mm. they put him back mm, in the mm, freezer mm, so mm. and of course last but not least we have uh the miz will be taking on matt riddle on monday night raw as well as the women's tag team champions becky lynch and lita will be taking on raquel rodriguez and Liv morgan yeah why not Shayna baszler and ronda rousey i Is found Shayna out baszler out we were no, we were in the understanding that that fatal four way at WrestleMania was for the number one contender. I know match. it. I knew it wasn't. I just thought that that would be the right thing to do. Nope. Apparently, Monday night's match between uh, them and I, Shotzi and Natalia was the number one contenders match. Which did I they don't say get. that? Yeah, that was that was that determined what the, what uh, match was going to be on Monday night. Well, Raw. Shotzi and Natalia came out. I walked out to the kitchen, refilled my drink, and came back, and the match was over. It was very very short. 
Okay. Yep, it is exactly cool. everything you're assuming is correct. Okay. So, so we'll make have sure that that's tag. Clear. We'll have that tag match. Miz <laughs> taking on Riddle, and then uh, we will see the return of Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, thank God! Come down, SmackDown. Please, whatever you do, Triple H. You're going to make this, uh, you know, shake up and do things between different brands. Fine. But keep Shinsuke, for the love of God, on the same brand as Rick Boogs. I don't think they're going to. They've got him so entwined God. with uh, Elias. God. It's a shame. But we will see Shinsuke Nakamura come back. Smackdown. So that's a little bit of exciting news. Hopefully Raw won't be a complete three-hour bore fest like it was last week. Because we'll be watching on Twitter. We won't be watching on Twitter. We'll be tweeting on Twitter. We'll be tweeting on Twitter, but we'll be watching and on Twitter all throughout Monday Night Raw, so make sure you follow along with us. And we also do that on every Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Rampage, Battle of the Belts, Ring of Honor recently, maybe Impact sometimes. Pay-per-views, um, pay-per-views live events. But we are always on Twitter during wrestling events at CAW Wrestling Pod, where we live tweet every event. We talk about it. We interact with you guys. Uh, if there's predictions during a pay-per-view, like I said earlier, use a hashtag CAW predictions, uh, follow us, like I said, at CAW wrestling pod, uh, for more fun. Yeah. Wrestling and you can fun. follow me personally at a bacon party. If you want to see the ridiculous things that I tweet about. And if you want to just subscribe to a Twitter profile that never really tweets, unless it's something about how bad his stomach feels and how big is he's going to go take a poop. Uh, you can follow me at gunk Dudley. <laughs> I'm not that interesting on. I'm very interesting on uh, the coffee and wrestling Twitter. Not the but personal. I neglect, I neglect my own personal one. I don't. Okay, that's um, fair. But you can follow me on there every once in a while. I post. Jamie posts. Uh, keep up with our lifestyles of being wrestling fans on a podcast. Yeah. And also, uh, please do us a favor if you could on Spotify and Apple Music. If you could give us a five star rating, uh, maybe write something about what you like and tell a friend. Uh, we would really, really appreciate the love. We've been Word getting a lot of love lately. Best. Our, our, we don't. We're not a numbers podcast. We don't really give two shits on if ten people or, or a thousand people listen to our podcast. We're just so happy to do this and that the people are out there enjoying it. Um, I know friends of ours, Jade Koth, he always gives us our support. The Wembley um, uh, podcast, uh, Wembley Mania, there we go. They always give us some love on, on social medias. We've got a couple other uh, podcasts we interact with. So we just, we really Chef appreciate. Eddie, we love you. We really appreciate all the love that we get on Twitter, on the podcast. If you listen, if you retweet, if you find us on Instagram, Thank whatever you. it is. Because we you love so this much. and we really hope you love this too. It means a lot. Uh, but that's going to do it for our episode. Uh Again, apologies for last week. We are back to our normal operating procedure. Uh, we're not going to miss a step from here on out. Every Monday we post, and we look forward to seeing you this Monday, I guess. Thank you for joining us, and we will catch you in the next episode.